Hey guys, welcome to this episode. Um, but just before we get started here, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a trigger warning for this episode. We are going to be talking about death, grief, people having diseases. We are going to get into that a little bit. So I'm just going to give you a trigger warning right now. Feel free to stop the episode whenever you feel uncomfortable, if it's too much for you. Just want to give you a good forewarning. Thank you so much and hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Food Studes and Moods. I am your solo host today, Lisa. G- oh, I don't know why I almost said my last name. You don't need to know my last name. I hope you guys are having a wonderful November. If anybody can have a wonderful November, I mean, you can, depending where you live. Canada doesn't really have a very exciting November. The US obviously has Thanksgiving. We've already had Thanksgiving like two holidays ago now, so it's been quite a while. (laughs) Thanksgiving was a while ago. (laughs) Don't even remember it. Don't remember what I did. (laughs) A very long time ago at this point. So obviously, as you've noticed, it's only me talking, which honestly isn't really unusual compared to other episodes because I tend to talk a lot because that's what I do all the time. I never shut the fuck up. So for my solo episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about something that's not exactly the funnest thing to talk about, but I personally and just in general think it's really important to talk about, especially with the holidays coming up. I know that the holidays are a really hard time for a lot of people, myself included, and I think it's good to talk about things that are, are hard to talk about. It's good to vocalize what you're feeling, what you're thinking, how the holidays can affect you. Because I know personally, once it hits like beginning of November until about like mid-January or so, or like first or second week of January, it's a really hard time for me emotionally. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit. But... um. but the holidays are hard for a lot of people in a lot of different ways whether you are struggling financially and don't want to have the stress of the expectation of purchasing gifts for people or you don't get along with your family or especially this year if you're away from family and are unable to connect with them or you're across the country or your family has immune issues and you don't want to risk giving them COVID or you don't want to risk getting COVID. Honestly, this year's holidays are just going to be a little bit harder for everybody. So I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I experience every year for the last 10 years. Um, Not necessarily COVID related because like I said, I've been experienced for 10 years. COVID hasn't been around that long. Um, but something that's even going to stick around for probably the rest of my life, honestly. And I know, personally, I know quite a few people who have not exactly the same struggle, but every year around Christmas time or around the holiday season, it's a little bit more difficult because they either don't have family or it's just never what you expect when you get up to the holidays. It's never a Hallmark movie, at least for the majority of people that I know. 
So it's good to talk about and get it out there and know that you're not alone and know that there's somebody out there that understands what you're thinking and going through this holiday season and not everybody is having that Hallmark Christmas moment. So I'll get into a little bit of background is why I kind of chose this as my subject. So I believe I've mentioned this previously in the um, interview with me podcast episode, Um, but this is kind of an appropriate time for me to be doing this solo episode because just a week and a half ago now on November 11th, it was the 10 year anniversary of my mom's passing. So my mom passed when I was 17 unexpectedly overnight. will not cry in this episode, though I may cry afterwards in the shower. So I will do my absolute best not to cry. Not that you can see me anyways. So thank God for that. Thank God this is not a YouTube channel. Okay. <laughs> because nobody wants to see what I look like currently. Anyways, back to the, like, you know, very serious subject I was talking about and trying to deflect with humor. (laughs) Showed it to my therapist for pointing that out to me. Thank you. Anyways, so my mom passed away, like I said, when I was 17. So 10 years ago, because I'm 27. I'm an old bat. Um, It was very unexpected. She was a sick, or she was a sick. She was sick for about a week going up to the day that she died. Um, not like a cancer kind of sick, just like I thought she had the flu because it's flu season in November, as we know. Um, and it actually turns out not to get all medical and specific with you guys. I won't get too much into specifics. Um, but it actually turned out that she had a stomach ulcer that ruptured, um, which caused her to have, and like I said, I was 17, so I was underage. So obviously I had to get passed on to somebody, because you can't really, well, you can, but like, can't really live alone by yourself when you're 17. So I ended up going to live with my aunt and uncle who lived down the street from me. And I lived with them for four years and then basically never saw them again. <laughs> uh, we don't have a great relationship. So I honestly don't really want to talk about all that that much because like I don't want to create any family rifts anyways but um I lived with them for four years and I struggled a really 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 hard time getting over it and I still 10 years later am not completely over it I don't think that you ever get over a loss of a parent to be completely honest people who have lost a parent know that it is one of the hardest things that you will ever go through in life it's so especially when you're young when you're older it's kind of expected like pretty much everybody loses a parent at some point or well both parents if you have both parents you'll probably lose both parents at some point I was lucky enough to lose my dad right before my mom had me because he decided that he didn't want me so I didn't have to deal with that at all so yay (laughs) Anyways, everybody will have to deal with the loss of a parent at some point in their lives. It's normally when you're older, more established, have your own family, are a little bit more emotionally mature to be able to deal with it and process your feelings or at least pay for therapy because as a 17-year-old, I could not do that, nor did I want to go to therapy because at that time, ten you have to think 10 years ago was a very different mental health climate nobody talked about mental health as much as they do now 
um, therapy was still kind of stigmatized. You were kind of seen as weak if you went to therapy. Like it wasn't as normalized as it is now. So totally different climate. Um, so I didn't go to therapy. I didn't know how to process my feelings. And me and my mom were extremely close. I'm an only child. My mom was a single parent. She was quite old when she had me. She was 42 and I was a surprise child. So I was like her miracle child, which makes me sound like some like princess. But like, honestly, we had an amazing relationship. We were very open with each other, open communication. I, she trusted me completely to make good decisions. Like she allowed me to, this is going to sound so bad, but she allowed me to like go to parties. Like my cousin had, my cousin is 10 years older than me and would have house parties. And she lived only like maybe 20 blocks away from us. And my mom would allow me to go over there and like have a few drinks and like hang out with my cousin. Um, when I was like 15, 16 years old and trusted me to make good decisions, which I, really think made a huge difference in my life seeing people who grew up under very strict rules and then going and rebelling once they get older I never really felt that way with my mom once I moved in with my aunt and uncle though that totally changed also I turned like 18 19 20 and all my friends were big into partying so I drank a lot (laughs) but um before that I never felt the need to rebel I told my mom when I tried a cigarette for the first time I told my mom when I got drunk for the first time and threw up like I told my mom things because she was open to listening and opening to a judgment-free zone like obviously because she had a child out of wedlock which I mean like it's such a stupid thing like you should see me rolling my eyes like having a child out of wedlock is like it's just like it's such a dumb thing to care about but like she did crazy things in her life, so she has no room to judge me for things that I'm experiencing and doing, especially things that are normal as a teenager, which I think is really, really important when you want to have a good relationship with your child, like reflecting back on what you did and not reacting to things that they are obviously going to do that you did yourself. Like, don't be hypocritical. Anyways, so kind of the point of this was me and my mom had a really great relationship so it was really hard to unexpectedly and very suddenly lose that and lose like what I feel or felt well feel and felt a little bit of both depending on the day was kind of the only person that had my my back like the only person who wouldn't judge me who was always in my corner always on my side had like nobody else like to not lean on that's not really the right word but nobody else to to put above me if that makes sense right like I was her child and like I was her responsibility and she was my mom like she's the only person who I know will over like always love me unconditionally no matter what I would do in life so to lose that at such a pivotal age of 17, you're just coming into adulthood. You're just becoming, ugh, I'm going to sound so gross. You're just becoming a woman and growing, not having that parental figure, especially a mom, is extremely difficult. So I struggled with it a lot, um, especially like I've kind of touched on it, like me and 
So B and my um, extended family are not very close. I do have a very large French family, but I haven't met the majority of them. I never talked to them. So I didn't have, like, again, I'm going to reference it because that's kind of all I can think of and it's Christmas. So like, that's all that's on TV. It, I don't have like that Hallmark movie family where like everyone gets together and like hangs out and talks all the time and everybody knows about everybody's life. Like, I don't have that. So that was also kind of difficult. Um, thank God though. And like, I do like thank god every day that Megda has been like a huge part of that healing process and has been so helpful and able to talk to me and help me struggle or help me with my struggles through like my mental health and everything so I'm extremely grateful and like she obviously is going to listen to this because we listen to each other solo once and neither of us know what we're doing but um I like could never have done it without her like without the support that she's given me over the last 10 years like we were friends before this happened so like she also knew my mom and my relationship and stuff so she's been there through everything and she's made a huge huge impact on my life um but regardless of that like losing a parent is still like a very personal thing it's something that you go through basically alone if you don't even if you have siblings it's still it's your own feelings it's your own processing and it's your own grief so it's it's very personal anyways like I said last week or the week before whenever the 11th was um was the 10 year anniversary of my mom's death um so kind of a big milestone that I've made it a decade through all of these emotions and grieving and honestly I'll I'll be honest (laughs) I still don't think I'm done grieving even though like it sounds insane like 10 years is a really long time like the amount of things that have happened to me in 10 years is insane but I still don't think that I'm done grieving. I don't think I'll ever be done grieving. Like, obviously, it's harder some days than others. And some days I'm perfectly fine. And some days it hits me really hard. But I think there'll always be a part of me that's grieving. And the reason why Christmas is so difficult or, like, the Christmas season is so difficult is, one, November, obviously, is close to the Christmas season and it's kind of like the holidays are starting. Like I have my Christmas tree up. I decided to put up a Christmas tree this year, even though I've never put one up before by myself. But like I decided this year was the year I needed a distraction. But just this whole season leading up to. So like I said, November 11th was the day my mom died. Then my mom's birthday is November or not November. Sorry, it was just December 11th. And then you get to Christmas, which is obviously like a very family oriented holiday. And I just find it extremely difficult every year. I watch everybody's families get together. People make plans with their families. They spend so much time with them. And I find it hard every year. Every year I struggle. Um, The last few years I've been lucky enough to go on a trip over Christmas or go Last year, um, a friend of mine invited me over for Christmas instead of me going to my family's. Um, she offered me to come over because her family had gone away um, on a holiday for Christmas. Like they went to Mexico or whatever. And she had to work on the 26th. So she stayed back, obviously, and invited me over for Christmas. And it was honestly, it was so nice. Like it was 
like one of the nicest Christmases I've ever had. So like Christmas is just, it's a struggle. When you feel like you don't have a family, it's a really hard time. And I know personally and just in general, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people who feel the same way that I do that just this season is so difficult. It's hard for people, like I said, who've lost parents, who've lost siblings, even right now not being able to see parents, grandparents, siblings, um, people who struggle with addiction. This is an extremely hard time for them just because it's, um, like I said, a very emotional time for people. It's hard if you're not close with your family that can trigger addictions. Just in general, like this whole season, especially like if you live in Canada, it's very dark all the time. A lot of people get seasonal depression. Like it's just a very difficult time overall. So I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about what I find difficult this season and maybe you can take something out of this episode maybe you can't maybe you just wanted to hear my story maybe you just wanted to listen to my struggles either way I hope you get something out of this podcast because it's honestly well it's not that hard for me to talk about things because I'm a very open person with my feelings I think communication is super important and I try not to bottle things down because if I bottle them down for long enough I just explode so I try to talk about things as much as possible and like I said I just think this is a really important subject to talk about so what I want to talk about with you guys is something that I've actually referenced personally quite a few times over the last well it came out five years ago or so so it's been at least a few years since I've gone back and read this article quite a few times if you hear something moving, it's Bruno because I'm currently sitting on my bed and he likes to move. So he's moving around. So sorry about that. Um, so it's this post by um, HuffPost, so Huffington Post. Um, it's post. It was posted originally February 17th, 2015, and then it was updated December 6th, 2017. So it's been changed a little bit over the last few years. Um, and it's called Eight Tips for Coping with the Death of a Parent. And so it gives you a list or suggestions of coping mechanisms um, for the natural order of things, of losing specifically a parent. You can kind of take these and apply to whatever you will, the death of a parent, grandparent, family member, sibling, even, you know what, even if you're very, very close to your pet, you could probably apply it to your pet too, though it might be a little bit specific towards a family member. But you know what, take it with a grain of salt, take it how you will. Um, So I'm going to go through the list here and kind of expand on it a little bit. So number one is don't expect to be ready for natural order of things. You won't be. I think this is extremely true. So like I said, I don't think that I'll ever be done grieving. It's already been 10 years. And even at this point, I don't think I'm done. And that's okay. You don't have to ever be done grieving. There's no set amount of time. Nobody says that like you need to be done grieving within a year or within six months. Like there's no set time limit. It's different for absolutely every single person out there. Some people might never be done grieving and some people might be okay within two weeks. You know, I will say that when my mom did pass, I only took two weeks off of school and work and at where I'm at now and reflecting back on it 
I wish I had taken a lot longer. I wish I had taken the time to process and experience my feelings and just go through more realizations at the time instead of trying to get over it very quickly because I was in shock for probably like the first, actually those two weeks that I took off, I was probably in shock that entire time. I don't remember the majority of the month after my mom's death. I have no idea kind of what happened. I remember like snippets of the funeral just because like me and Megda will bring it up every once in a while because like it is kind of funny. Like the funeral I mostly laugh through because, um, oh my God, this sounds horrible. It makes me sound so horrible. But somebody sneezed in the middle of the funeral procession and I lost my shit laughing because it echoed in the church and I thought it was so funny so, like I said, I was in shock. <laughs> um, but the natural order of things is not a thing. Somebody made an order and it was an expectation and it's not applicable to everybody. There is no natural order of things. Things will take what they take. Like, it will take you five months or it'll take you five years or it'll take you 50 years or it'll take you forever. Like, it will take as long as you need it to take. Number two, never let anyone belittle this loss, make you feel guilty for grieving deeply or hurry you through your grief. You are entitled to feel all of grief's interest, interest, I can't say this word, (laughs) and all of grief's intensity. So your grief is very personal. How you grieve is very personal and nobody should make fun of you or belittle you for that grief. What you're going through is hard. It's extremely difficult. No matter who you're grieving for, it's difficult. It's hard to lose somebody, especially if it's somebody that you lost um, as a surprise or like unexpectedly. It's hard to deal with that blow. So nobody should belittle you for, oh, it's taking you a long time or, oh, why are you crying? That was like a year ago. Or why haven't you gone over this yet? Nobody should belittle you in that way. Absolutely not. At some point in our lives, every single person is going to experience loss. And if you haven't experienced loss yet, just know it's going to be extremely difficult and it's going to be extremely personal. Nobody is going to be able to relate to your loss. Your sibling can't relate to your loss. Your your father can't relate to your loss like nobody can relate to your loss because it's very personal to you you're going to remember your memories you're going to remember your laughs you had with that person you remember those intimate moments you had with that person and nobody can really relate to that grieving for or sorry number three grieving for a parent like all grief can be exhausting emotionally physically and spiritually be kind to yourself this is probably one of the points that I look at and think of the most and one that I've reflected back on the most I can't remember if I've mentioned this before on the podcast I have struggled with my mental health for I don't know personally if it was before my mom passed if I struggled a little bit like if I had a little bit of anxiety and depression before that but definitely since It took probably about a year after my mom's passing to go to the doctors and be and ask for antidepressants because I was just struggling so much. My emotions, even when I'm not on antidepressants, are all over the place. 
I am extremely emotional person. I am really great for a while and then really bad for a while. So I'm personally just all over the place, regardless of the loss of a parent. So emotionally, I'm always exhausted. Physically, it's exhausting because if you guys don't know or have never experienced um, depression, it affects you physically. Like, it's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to do, like, personal things like showering, eating, brushing your teeth, working out. Like, you have no will for it because you just don't have the energy. Like, your body is so consumed with your mind and dealing with your issues in your mind that it could not be bothered to do anything physical your body hurts you ache your joints ache your muscles ache everything hurts all the time so it's extremely physical um and then spiritually depending on where you are on like the spiritual spectrum I personally am well I grew up catholic but I only recently kind of started getting into like I started watching um, church on YouTube just because I wanted something that was like more, a little bit more positive in my life that was I don't know well this is gonna sound bad I don't really subscribe to the idea of religion all that much I'm not like a really devout Catholic in any kind of way shape or form but listening to the stories and listening to like the advice that's given, which is mostly why I listen to it is advice and like coping mechanisms and like how to deal with things. Because like the church that I watch touches on so many different things like loneliness or anger or like it's basically like a different form of therapy for me. So I watch that and I know a lot of people kind of use religion as a way of dealing with their emotions or they turn to even things like astrology or card reading, tarot card reading, like anything that's kind of spiritual, even like paganism, like literally anything you can turn to and it, it can give you something to kind of help and cope with whatever you're dealing with. Number four, this work of grief takes time. The process must not be hurried and it is never entirely over. So I've touched on this quite a bit at this point, stating that like you'll, you possibly may never be done grieving and that I don't think I'll ever be done grieving. It takes a really long time and it can't be hurried. You'll grieve how you grieve. You can't force yourself to grieve faster and you can't force yourself to grieve slower. It's going to take its time. You might think that you're done grieving and then a year or two later, it just hits you again in the face because that's happened to me. I thought it was fine for like a really long time, probably about a year or two. I was like, I'm fine. I'm over things. Things are fine. And then one day I was driving home from work and I just had a stray thought that just flew by my frontal lobe and boom, it spiraled me into a depression that lasted me like eight months afterwards. So you're just, you're never really done. You know, you're just kind of, you put on pause for a little bit or you're just processing slower. You can process bits at a time. It just, it never is really done. Number five, even as an adult, don't be surprised at feelings of abandonment and uncertainty that you experience. This is extremely true. I am 27 years old and I, <laughs> this goes on funny I still miss my mom there are still moments where I wish I could pick up my phone and call my mom and be like I need advice 
I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to file my taxes. I don't know, should I buy a new car? Should I keep my car? Should like what what do I do in these situations? Because most people in like especially in your 20s and like even your 30s or whenever, but especially I think in your 20s because you're growing and becoming your own person. You need advice from somebody who's gone through this and normally it's your parents and not having that and having to navigate through things alone in your life is hard. It's really hard. You kind of have to figure things out on your own, like how to pay rent. What's a good place to live in? How do I know it's a good place? What should I look for in renting a home or like getting a car like nobody to come with you to come and look at a car or getting a bank account a credit card like do is my credit score good like you know these are things that you could talk to a professional about or friends but normally you would turn to a family member about normally a parent and it's hard to deal with that not having that uh number six after they are gone, your parents will continue to be a part of your life, just in a different sense. You will always be their son or daughter. So I make references to my mom all the time, whether or not I tell whoever it is that she's no longer with me. I will say like, oh yeah, my mom used to do that. Actually, here's a perfect example. I am currently doing a 21-day wellness challenge. A friend of mine owns a Instagram platform that's focused all on wellness and mental health and um it's it's really really interesting I did last month's as well last month was a 30 day 30 oh my gosh I can't speak 30 day gratitude challenge so each day they um will message in a group on Instagram and they'll give you like little prompts and then you just like write it in and it's kind of like a discussion based thing so for November they're doing 21 days of wellness so I'm a part of this group and then the other day they talked about the prompt for the day was um, if you see some, like as you're going through your day, if you notice something that you've never noticed before, what was the reasoning behind it? Like, did what was your feelings behind it? And things like that. So I had, I put in there that I had noticed um, as I was walking by my dresser that morning that my slipper had fallen behind my dresser and like kind of got stuck halfway between the dresser and the wall and I was super excited about it because I wear slippers a lot at home and it makes me feel really like comfortable and like I just I really enjoy wearing slippers that's why I'm kind of happy that it's winter because like in the summer you don't really wear slippers all that much um but I was super excited about finding my slipper and then after thinking about that prompt it really made me think that about like hey so my grandma my maymay was a very like pioneer like woman like she made slippers like she would um what's the word I'm looking for knit or crochet I don't know the difference but like knit or crochet slippers and she made them for my mom and then my mom passed down slippers to me so like every time I think of like my slippers though they're not the same slippers because I destroyed those slippers a long time ago with wear Um, and unfortunately had to get rid of them because they were so destroyed. Um, so these are just like generic Walmart slippers that I wear. Um, but it makes me think of like my grandma and my mom and like that passing down throughout your family of, of things that like make you feel comfortable and make you feel close to your family. So I mentioned that in, in the Instagram post. 
but I'd made no mention that my mom wasn't around anymore. I just mentioned her casually. Or I've made mentions before of like, if we're talking about food, be like, oh yeah, my mom used to make like the best spaghetti or my mom used to make blah, blah, blah or whatever. Right. And I don't expand like, oh, my mom died. But when I was younger, she made like, it's not relevant to whatever I'm talking about. So I don't usually mention it, but I talk about her all the time, all the time I talk about her. So just because she's not here anymore, she's still a part of my life. Like, she'll always be my mom. I've always had a mom. I just don't currently have a mom, you know? Like, I did at some point have a parent. I've been parent parented, parented? Par- I, I don't know how to, what I'm trying to say. Anyways, I've had a parent before. So, like, referencing back to that makes me feel like I've had that experience before. Like, at some point, I did have a parent So she was still a part of my life and in some ways is still a part of my life. Like even, for example, I put up my Christmas tree yesterday and I went through the boxes of Christmas stuff that I've had since I was a kid and I put out things that like my mom had bought. Like I have like this um, like acrylic, acrylic? I don't know if it's acrylic. Porcelain. There we go. Porcelain. It's a porcelain um, gingerbread house that I put out or I have also like a porcelain like snowman figurine thing that I put out those were my mom so like it was a very like sentimental like activity kind of thing to like put up my Christmas tree and like I went and I bought the tree and I bought all the not accessories that's not the right word decorations I bought all the decorations so those are mine now and I'll keep those forever for and like even when I have a family like those are mine to pass down now but I still have things that my mom has passed down so like even things like that They're always, like, your parent is always around and in most things that you do, even if it's, like, little things, like putting up a Christmas tree. (laughs) Number seven, grief does not end. Rather, grief comes and goes, and then it comes again. So, like I said, I've already referenced this. Like I said, I've looked at this list many, many times over the years, so a lot of the thoughts and opinions that I have are very similar to this list. I, like I said, grief comes and goes. It could be really you could be doing great for a really long time and you could be doing really bad for a really long time. Or maybe one of your, though you're one of those people that can just sit right in the middle and be like, I'm not great, but I'm not bad. I'm kind of just doing, I'm doing okay. I'm doing just fine. Some days are better than others, but you know what? I'm consistent. I'm doing okay. I am not one of those people. I am an up and downer. So some days I'm doing great. Some days I'm doing bad. Some years I'm doing great. Some years I'm doing bad. This year has been an okay year. Obviously, COVID has made things a lot more difficult. And I'm sure it's been for probably everybody that it's been a lot more difficult. But this year has had its own challenges in itself. So I'm okay with this year being, at least grieving-wise, just an okay year. Number eight and our final point. If you feel the need, seek out support from others who've been there, a friend who cares, or a professional who can help you guide through the work of grief. Like I said, over the last 10 years and even for the like six years before that, I have had Megda there for me through thick and thin, better or worse, just there for literally anything which I will forever be grateful for and I'm not going to cry because I am a sentimental person but I just I don't think there's anybody out there that could have done 
a better job than she has in helping me through this. Um, I will forever be grateful. She's the one person that I turn to whenever I really need to talk about things because she gets it and understands and has been through there for the whole thing. Um, there have been other people that I've talked to about things over the last few years. Um, people who have also lost parents I've talked to a little bit more deeply because they get the, well, maybe not more deeply because I talked to Meg about like deep, deep, deep things. Um, but like can relate a little bit more because they've lost a parent, like their parent has died. So like they kind of get the the grief portion of that a little bit more where Megda gets kind of where I'm coming from in regards to like my life experiences and losing a parent because she's actually met my mom and like seen my relationship and stuff. So she gets it for like 99.9% of what I'm going through. So I will forever, ever, ever, ever be grateful. Like I can't say enough good things. Um, in regards to a professional, I last year in September was the first time I decided to go and start seeing a therapist, even though it had been like just shy of nine years at that point since my mom died, I decided that I needed to go and talk to somebody. I needed to get things off my chest. I needed to vent out emotions. I needed to talk to somebody who was a third party who was impartial and could give me coping advice and dealing with things and how to get over things. And not necessarily just in regards to like the loss of a parent, but also just in general, because like, like I said, I'm a highly emotional person and I deal with anxiety and depression and just needed like coping mechanisms and to talk about things that have happened to me over the last my life, I guess. <laughs> um, and I think it's been really, really, really helpful. If like, I know not everybody can go to therapy. It's not their thing. It's not their jam. They can't talk about things. Um, I do say you should try it at least once. Uh, I find it extremely helpful, even just in regards to getting coping mechanisms and like what will help you deal with things on your own. If that's what you wanted to do, even that, like personally, I find writing things out very therapeutic and talking myself into things, which is something that I learned in therapy, like to have a conversation with yourself in regards to what you're feeling right now. There's even like something called like scheduling a time for things later. Like if something is um, like emotionally hurting you right now and you don't have the time to sit there and process it, you schedule a time for it. You're like, you know what? This is important and I need to go through this, but I'm going to do this later at 4.30 when I'm done work or school or whatever and I have time, I'm going to process these feelings, but I'm not going to think about it until 4.30. Right now, I'm busy. So that's another thing that like has kind of helped. Um, but just in general, like just talking to a professional has been extremely helpful for me. Um, if necessary, and if you feel that it is comfortable for you. Also talking to your primary care physician, your doctor, um, and possibly talking about medications is also extremely helpful. Obviously, I'm a nursing student, so medications are obviously something that I believe in. Um, I do think in certain situations, medications can help. I have been on antidepressants prior to this. I'm not currently on antidepressants, but I really think that it was really 
helpful for me for a little while go taking them and being able to process my grief and my thought outside of just like my emotions like just being able to rationally think about things was very helpful and the antidepressants helped a lot with that so if you're struggling and need help I definitely urge you to speak to your doctor because they can give you something like you don't have to be on the highest antidepressant ever but even something that will help just a little bit can make a world of difference so those are kind of the eight points that I wanted to kind of go over one because that's the whole article this holiday season is going to be really difficult for a lot of people I know personally even now like today is only what's number 17th (laughs) it's gonna be a really hard holiday season for me I just know it is Um, I'm finishing off clinical this week I'm gonna have finals coming up right away here and I just I just kind of know that this year is gonna be a little bit difficult it's my first time living on my own like by myself like I've lived on my own like in regards to living roommates for like six years but like this is going to be the first year that like I live by myself so it's going to be a little bit more difficult you can't really see anybody this year because of COVID so that's going to be more difficult it's just going to be a harder year so if you're listening to this podcast and you are struggling this year whether it be because of a loss of a parent um, you're depressed you're having a hard time with COVID you're having a hard time with addictions anything you have anything that you're struggling with this year number one please feel reach feel free to reach out send us a dm send us an email i'll reach back out to you megda will reach back out to you one of us will if you just need someone to talk to we're here we can we can listen to your concerns we might be able to give some advice i know both of us have gone through a lot of things over our lifetimes and not saying we're professionals in any kind of way but maybe we can help you with anything that you might need I also suggest if you're struggling a lot, talk to your family members, talk to a friend, talk to somebody that knows you personally. They might be going through something similar to you and honestly might be able to help, especially if it's something specific to your situation that we can't really give advice on. Lastly, if you're really struggling and you have no other options in regards to talking to somebody that knows you, please seek out professional help. Reach out to your local um, kids help phone, reach out to a doctor, reach out to anybody that you think will help, a counselor, therapist, anybody, because you don't have to go through the holiday season alone. You don't have to struggle alone. You don't have to bear through it alone. There are people out there to help you, people out there who will listen. I know a lot of times you don't want to impede on people impede not impede you don't want to pee on people either you don't want to impede on people's lives you don't want to seem like a burden or basically anything but people are more willing to listen than you think and it's really important to make those first steps and reach out to to people when you need help there's no shame in needing help everybody needs help sometimes and if you need help reach out don't sit in it alone on that sadish note, <laughs> this will be the end of this episode. So we only have one episode left and it's Meg to solo episode. And then we're on a break. We're on a break. 
oh my god oh my god i made a friends reference look at me it's like the only one of like six references i can make because i haven't watched the show fully um so thank you guys for listening to this episode if you've gotten to this point thank you so much for listening to what is my probably most personal episode i probably will ever do um it was a really important episode for me to to think on and I wanted to talk about something a little bit more serious and something that people can relate to um especially cuz we're going to be gone for most for pretty much all of Christmas so I wanted to make an episode that um people could refer back to or listen to when they're having a hard time this Christmas season um I also just wanted to give you a little bit of context on my life and like that I'm not perfect <laughs> not that anybody ever thought that (laughs) um but yeah I wanted to give a little bit more of a serious episode and something that is a little more raw and hopefully you could take something away from this episode and if you can't take something away from it maybe you can pass it on to a friend or a family member that can take something away from it one of our biggest things that we try to ask is sharing with word of mouth. We're still trying to get this podcast out there and share it with as many people as we can, obviously. Um, so please, if you know somebody who might like our content, please feel free to share our Instagram, our email, share our Spotify or Apple, um, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, we're pretty much on there. So feel free to reach out at, or sorry, feel free to feel free to share it with whoever you think might enjoy our podcast because we love our podcast and if you're listening obviously you like our podcast so thank you so much for listening um stay tuned for next week for make the soul episode i'm really excited to see what she does i'm kind of wondering if it's going to be serious or if it's going to be funny i really want to know but like you guys i have to be patient for next tuesday um so thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate it especially if you've gotten to the end i hope that you have a wonderful holiday season, that you enjoy time with friends and family and yourself. You take time to relax because it's been a hell of a fucking year. Have a drink, have a cookie, and enjoy the holidays. Thank you so much, guys. Please feel free to reach us on Instagram at foods.dudes.moods. Send us a DM with anything that you want. We love funny memes. Send us a meme if you want to. Um, you can send us an email. Um, we would love an email. We get none. So send us an email and then we will see you probably in the, well, I'll see you guys in the new year. Have a wonderful holiday season. Bye guys.